When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Boutros Golly. Michael. Sunrento, Cotton, Sunrento, and the love of Olu Tears, Sunrento, 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 Michael Cotton, I was hoping that in honor of the Cubs going overseas that you were going to do the Sunranto call in an English accent. Uh, you know what? I thought about that, and guess what I can't do? An, an English an, accent while, while yelling Sunranto. Sunranto! Yes. Oh, yay, oh, yay, it's the Sunranto show! <laughs> like, all it is is just saying your vowels wrong. Like, it wrong. Ron, two, or some shit like that. Well, welcome to the (laughs) Sonranto show. Um, I'm Danny Rocket, and uh, that is infield fly girl uh, up top in a. I like the V neck uh, 1984. That's that's like the classic. That's uh, that's the Leon Durham. I call that one. I have a Dawson one, the 87 Dawson. That's the same. I love those. Yeah, those are great. They should do those more often. And, you know, I, this, was I the, loved uh, this was the throwback giveaway from Wrigley Field at Cubs gave it to me when I visited Chicago last year. Oh, nice. Even yeah, better. I, free. Yeah, I found mine for 35 bucks at a uh, pawn shop in Colorado. Perfect. It was like a the Mitchell Ness, like real expensive one. But mm-hmm. Pawn shop in Colorado. They don't give a shit about yeah, exactly. Andre Dawson. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> uh, and uh, Michael Cotton uh, up up there in the upper right hand corner. Um, how are you? I, you got your green Cubs hat on today. I am. I'm rocking the green one because I was wearing this during the win. And then I have, you know, I have two green Cubs hats. The other one has the 69 bear with red nice. on it. Nice. But uh, that one they lost while I was wearing it. So yeah, I changed my hats. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing uh today. I'm, I got my respect bald 
uh, Joe Madden shirt on. It got a little uh, bleach stain on it right there. I, I figured that was uh, mustard. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, no, just just bleach. Good mustard comes out. Ble- bleach stains are forever. But uh, it, I, I put this on. I dragged it out of the bottom of my drawer and uh, made me remember, like, totally different times. Like, oh, totally different teams, you know, completely Joe Madden days uh, sitting next to Wellington Castillo, you know, I got winning World Series games. Oh, God. Yeah. So I kind of did the same thing today. I pulled out this shirt, which is which was is some sort of knockoff, like from Etsy or something that my wife got me. But like all this stuff around here are uh, long- latitude and longitudinal points of something. I'm not exactly sure, but it's like, but one of them is the, you know, is Principal Park in Cleveland for, you know, and I think that's where the W is. It all the home is runs? Right there. No, it's, I don't, I don't freaking yeah. know. It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird shirt. And so I like it, but. Like I said, only one of them do I know is Principal Park. I think it might be like where they won their various, I don't know, World Series games over the many years. You know, this from the chat from Terry E concerning uh, your Dawson 1987 throwback <laughs> Mitchell and Ness from T- Terry E says, coincidentally, Terry Mancini Cini found his glove at a pawn shop in Gary, Indiana. So, I don't think he found his glove there. I think he... He sells he his there. gloves there. Yeah, he left it there. Um, the Sun Ranch. Like, I got to pay for my parking ticket. Here's here's a glove. Give me sixteen dollars. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by our one hundred and seventeen Patreon supporters, Ooh. and also Blake Beard's tickets. You can get the best tickets down the third base line at the Blake Beard on Twitter. Also, Rogue Wave Creative for your branding, graphic, and web design needs, and the Cubs PS Plus podcast, a Northside Numbers game. Thank you for sponsoring the Sun Ranzo Show. And tonight, we will be giving away to one of our fabulous 117 Patreon members, a Pedro Strope. Uh, speaking of teams that used to exist, this fabulous Matt Kammerer, Pedro Strope poster tonight is the night we're giving this away uh we'll give it away at the end of the show so if you want to jump into the patreon uh right now and there are uh, uh, trial memberships available you know you can try out try it for a week see if you like the cubs pod see if you like uh the uh the, the chance to win a poster see if you enjoy that but um you join on it's a dollar uh, patreon.com slash sunrance you can win this Pedro stroke we'll give you all night to join uh hashtag chance in the chat you can win this frank chance postcard sent to you by me i was uh, with a message of hope and doom i was a little bit behind on sending out these postcards and i got a bunch out on saturday including uh some of the bleacher bum band uh shirts you know, nice. I got those out in the mail. So uh, everything should be coming. Yeah, it's, I saw Artie posted. He was wearing his Bleacher Bum Band shirt. God, reminds me, so- I need to buy the Bleacher Bum album so I can get myself a Bleacher Bum Band t-shirt. Also, Danny, I wanted to point out when we were talking about Patreon, if you are an existing Patreon person, if you get five people that will claim that you are the one that got them into the Patreon... You will get a shirt. You just have to let me know. Show me that you got those five people. 
it can be a uh, an in the clutch shirt or an obvious shirt or or a Mitchell and Ness Andre Dawson nineteen eighty seven jersey. Uh, well, but, no, you but, can't have that one. But you know, we'll we'll find some sort of shirt. It could be a Sunranto shirt. We have some cool shirts out there. Uh, you know, they're a little bit. Michael's going to buy other. a shirt. Just tell people about being on the Patreon, and uh, you just have to get five club. people to sign up for us. That'd yeah. be awesome. It's like Amway. Uh, so P- Patreon, uh, hashtag chance in the chat right now to win this uh, chance postcard. So uh, the Cubs, they went to London. I, I think we should start with a poem uh, about sure. the London series. So, if, Mike, if you want to cue that up, um, maybe in the background, I'll hum God Save the Queen. <laughs> Preferably uh, the Sex Pistols. Okay. God Save the Queen. <laughs> 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 how's that one go god save the queen i, I have like uh the berlin wall in my head and i know it's irish not english but i've got sunday bloody sunday in my head because immediately after this game today i thought sunday cubby sunday because that's that's what we do on sundays is die <laughs> Sunday, Cubby Sun. I was thinking that we have the what do they call it? the Sunday scaries? You ever hear this? It's like a mental disorder to not enjoy Sunday because you know Monday's coming. So all these people are just like dreading their week so much that they can't even have fun on Sunday. Yeah. Oh God, terrible. Can't sleep. Can't eat. Just sad. Um. <laughs> all right. Get ready yeah. to hum. Here okay. we go. Okay. Series 25, Cubs versus Cardinals, 37-39, London series. A mighty crack of the bat, Hap flies the Union Jack. Although in Wrigley Field, it's just the warning track. But just to prove it, Hap went back to back. Old man Wayno represents the dying devil birds. He wanted to go nine, only got one third, because he threw nothing but English turds. <laughs> Sunday, Cubby Sunday. MLB flipped the script. It was the Cardinals' turn to win on this trip. Rossi with his Sunday best, guaranteed to slip. So goes the English series. One win, one loss to each. Cubs and Cardinals playing across the sea, just like Manfred wanted it, so we can all fly the tee. The T. Yeah, it kind of felt like a tie. It kept feeling like these games weren't going to count. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, they, they felt like they weren't going to count. And honestly, the way that this game went today, and I mean, I would call bullshit on this if we hadn't seen David Ross put out some of the shittiest uh, lineups ever on Sundays throughout the year. But Yeah, I mean... I guess let's talk about the overall impressions that you have. I mean, IFG, you watch a lot of international baseball, and I know that it's not the most popular in England uh, as opposed to it, like the Far East where you watch a lot of games. But, I mean, what was your impression of like kind of the overall festivities of it and how they did? I, I thought they did a pretty great job. I'm Like the crowd was clearly – delighted to be there and everybody seemed to be having a good time so as far as an entertainment product i'm glad that they did it uh i think you know there's a passionate and blooming uh baseball fandom growing in the uk and i'm really really happy that mlb has finally sort of woken up to that and is nurturing it 
Um, and I'm glad that the Cubs are part of that. I think this is their second time going to play in London now. And it that is right, right? Like they've played over there before. Or no, I know the Yankees did. and then, The Yankees and Red Sox did. And then the Cubs played somewhere else. Uh, they played in Japan one time and they played. Yeah, they, yeah. they played in Japan. No, the Cubs were supposed to do this in 2020. Yeah. And that was that's actually. What, that's what it was. The pandemic anyway. blocked this thing for you know, four years. This is only the second time they've done it. Right, right. Like, we forget so, that. Like, it feels like because the first one was so long ago, they should have done a bunch of these by now. Yeah, I mean, it, it did feel like they were more excited than we were. Like, because, like, for sure. us, it's just like, damn, the game's at nine. And for them, it's a, it really is like a, a bit of more of a novelty act. And they just don't get Major League Baseball over there. And uh, it was cool to, like to hear it from like the the bat flips and nerds podcast guys like they were just psyched. And then I saw pictures of them all drinking at some pub today and just all the different uniforms. Like there's a guy's in an A's uniform and somebody else mm-hmm. in the Cardinals uniform and the Giants and Dodgers. And so many of the teams were represented and they all what? had like one fan in London yeah. and they're all <laughs> hanging out together, just enjoying a ball game. And I mean, that's so cool. We talk about the sense of community that we have even for the Sun Ranto show and on Twitter and, you know, all the socials that we, we participate in. And it's like, when you see it over there, bringing people together too, it's just, that's what I love about it. You know? Yeah. Those of us who, you know, follow this sport religiously over here in America. And those of us that live close enough to a ballpark that we can go to games often and we can watch them on TV anytime we want to, because they're on at convenient times of the day for us. Like, you have to hand it to MLB fans, you know, in other countries, the ones that live in rural areas here in the United States, the ones who live in, like, huge blackout areas where, like, the team that they want to watch isn't available on TV very often. I know um, you, Cotton, are in that situation yourself. And... The, the people who really do go out of their way to interact with this sport that they that we love and that they love, you know, they're not taking it for granted quite as much as we are that our team is going to be there within a stone's throw 80 games a season. Um, so, you know, a couple games, one weekend, the hottest day of the year in London, people are going out to sit in the ballpark and cheer on whatever team is there today. Maybe it's their favorite team. Maybe it's not. But a bunch of people went there. They bought jerseys. They were happy about it. They bought a meter-long thing of nachos, which <laughs> I want those. Take notes, T-Mobile Park. I would buy that. Um, I was wondering about the the that uh, meter-long nachos. Now, it it's a meter, but, like, it could be a shallow dish that's a meter. Like maybe yeah, you it's, get it's the like same a shallow amount. dish. It's about the length of a baseball bat. My, my <laughs> thing is, regardless – I mean, it worked at that stadium because there were three seats before another person. But I don't want to sit next to you and have to hold your damn nachos <laughs> yes. while you eat. Like, I don't even know you. You're like, Why am I holding so your awkward. nachos for you? It's so awkward. Sure, but like me and the person I came with both get to have, and we don't have to like pass the helmet nachos back and forth or, you know, whatever. You've got two or three kids with you. Like, here, just take the damn chips. Oh, my God. Three <laughs> kids. Just stuck under these stuck nachos. Under these. It's like it's Boom. like eating at a trough. <laughs> well, it's it's better than than having to pass the nacho helmet yeah. back and forth, which is probably the same amount of nachos, like technically just spread out. Or it's kind of like when you order the cup of soup or the bowl of soup, and it's really the same amount of soup. Yeah. You know, just 
looks different. Or um, or when you order uh, a uh, a beer bat full of beer, or you order a regular beer and it's the same amount of beer, it just costs you double. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I I did want to talk about the field a little bit. Um, yeah, I thought like so. I really enjoyed these games. I will say. I enjoyed uh, what was going on in the in the stands, like some of the different things. The fact that they were selling donuts out there was kind of cool. But the field itself, I know this is only the second one, right? But they're getting 50,000 people each game. They got over 100,000 people in these two games. And so they know people are going to come to this and do this. I think the next time they do it or or they need to make plans soon to make a real baseball field over there, do it somehow so that, you know, the great Britain team can use it or whatever. I don't know, but the field was fun sort of because watching the ball just bounce and bounce and bounce. Like it was like a Texas leaguer over the first baseman and like say Suzuki is like running his hardest because the ball is not, landing and rolling it is bouncing, yeah, bouncing. and he's got to go chase that thing down it you know, reminded so that me it fun. reminded me the old uh super turf over at the metrodome in uh, minnesota when they used to play up there and that and they used to pride themselves on how it bounced you know like <laughs> you know they like whoever would be their third baseman would like bounce that thing like one bounce he would never throw it out of fly he would bounce it to the guy you oh, know, yeah. like right off the pitcher's mound, like boom, <laughs> you know, they all knew how to do it. They would use the bounce, throw it for the outfield. That thing uh, was crazy. And uh, a lot of guys blew at their knees on that stuff. And, you know, but it uh, Th- this stuff is a lot better than that old stuff was. But still, it was kind of interesting. And a lot of the balls, the guys kind of having trouble seeing the ball against the white uh, rooftop. And it hit off of it, and it was it was out of play when it hit it. It, it oh, would, it was it saved. Was not foul saved or... Nico. That would have been an out. Nico Horner would have been done because that wasn't going anywhere, right? But because it hit the mm-hmm. net, it, it was... hit the it hit the rafter. Yeah, and it, I guess that yeah, was... It was it was like the trop or something where uh, that became a what was it a ground rule double or something? Yeah, well, in this one, I think it was just a not or a, a ball in play. Or a, it, 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 well, I guess this it was one, out. They they technically made it out of play because out of play it caught the ball, but because it had already hit something up there. Yeah, the umpire was like, nah, 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 it yeah. doesn't count. Yeah, so and, it was like, interference. So, <laughs> so there were just little things like that that I felt like they just need to, you know, like. And this is only the second one, and it's the first one after a four-year hiatus or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not real picky about it, but I would like to see them have like a real ballpark to play in the next time they go. So and that, something that's fully wired up for our technology, right? Like I know you were mentioning before the that uh, some of the details are a little bit left to be desired oh yeah the homer did yeah that you don't we have no information yeah. like hap hit two home runs in the first game dansby hit a home run and we have no we have no details on how far it actually went yeah so yeah so we were talking about this before we got on the show so for everybody else and i'm sure anybody who's even just watched the highlights you've seen ian hap went back to back he went in the second and third inning. His first two at bats in England were home runs. That first home run, though, was like 395 feet. It was a warning track out 
everywhere. There, that's not a home run in, in, but that's the thing. It's like we always have those stats. How many ballparks would this be a home run in? All this stuff. Statcast shows us everything. And when I'm looking through the summary today, yeah, uh, IFG, you got this right. And this yep. comes off of Statcast. Yeah, this was off of the Statcast website. So, like in the seventh plate appearance of the game, we know. You know, that it was a home run. We know he hit it 104.6 miles an hour. We have no earthly idea how far it went. It's supposed to be right here, I think. I think that's where the That's the column. That's the column, and it's just empty. And when you look through the summary, you see he hit a double 98 miles per hour. It went 212 feet. Wait a second. You're telling me how far a double went. (laughs) <laughs> but you don't know how far a home run went. Maybe, maybe they're still doing the conversions from metric. <laughs> <laughs> Just we got to wait on that. I loved when uh, listening to Pat and Ron when they would do the metric numbers, and they're like, "That's 160 kilometers," you know, like because kilometers per hour. Let, looks let me really let me fast. Sh- let me share one of my TFCs right now because it it does involve uh, that idea so i you know how i do the weather reports when i walk around wrigley fields and so i you know i happened to look down and for whatever reason i was like hey what's the hey siri what's the weather in london and it was like it's 28 degrees celsius or something like that i was like i was like oh i'm gonna make the joke that you know it's so cold there and i can't believe they're gonna play baseball it's so cold but what this cracked me up because like so many people on that thread <laughs> you know. said to me like, well actually yeah i know it was so funny so i'm like i'm like london freezing like chicago in january brr and i was like it's 27 down to 19 degrees by sunday and um Air weather arnold lane says tell me you're unfamiliar with the celsius centigrade scale without just saying so first of all that's not- you don't even know whether it's celsius or centigrade yeah like, neither do I, by the way. Nor, nor do I care. He got carpal tunnel just writing Celsius and centigrade at the same time. But it, it was it was hilarious because uh, then my neighbor Don, I I was like laughing to myself. He's like he's like he's like what's so funny? And I'm like and, and I'm like oh, all these people are thinking I don't know what Celsius or they don't get my joke. He's like, well, tell them that you get it. You don't you don't want them to to let them think you're an idiot. I'm like, uh, it's funnier I'm when they do. Yeah, I'm like, hey, this- Facebook user, who cares how far it went? I care how far it went. I want to know whether or not Dansby Swanson's home run went further than Aaron Judge's home run in the UK. This is baseball. We care about that shit. Well, I honestly, I I don't really care how far it goes in general, but I don't know. It's There's something about a 395-foot dead center home run that makes you go, well, that seems a little bit off, you yeah. know. That's and that's all I'm talking about. Like, and and the fact that they are hiding those numbers. It's more about you know what what is it? It's it's never the crime. It's the cover up, right? right? Yeah. It's if they just put it's 395 feet and let us talk about it, fine. But when they actively eliminate that information it makes you wonder what they're doing and why like yeah. it's just stupid 
Yeah, I the thing I do agree about is that to give people a more legitimate baseball experience, you know, like kind of like what they did for Field of Dreams games, build a proper baseball stadium there, you know, even if it's, you know, part of like a, a different kind of grounds or something like that for because this was an Olympic stadium they're they're supposed to play soccer and it was so hot there because 29 is actually quite warm. Uh, and there's no air it, like it was built so that it did not have a breeze. Um, so because they didn't want to disrupt, disrupt the soccer game, but they're playing that at a different time of year, not in the middle of summer where, you know, you're just going to bake in there. So it reminded me of like when Bill Sugis almost got killed in Milwaukee, because also the geniuses at in Milwaukee also have no breeze going on in that ballpark <laughs> when they they're like they refuse it. They, they close the roof because it's hot. But there is absolutely no circulation. They have fans that they turn around just blows hot, hot, stinky cheese whiz air around <laughs> the ballpark. But um, so, you know, it went pretty well. I was really hoping for the sweep. You know, I kind of knew we were going to split. Well, but, you know, I love the fact that we beat the hell out of Wainwright. He looked like crap. He was like leaving balls all over the plate. Uh, they were smacking him. They, you know, they scored nine total runs seven of them were off of wainwright and yeah. it, and i'm like man the, and the cardinals just look like crap like they looked sloppy they a team that was super defend like was super defense last year they're uh, they're not necessarily committing a lot of errors but they're making a lot of dumb mistakes in the field and we kind of saw that um well, they committed some errors in these two games. Yeah, I mean, they did, but but more like just uh, you know, like didn't a pitcher throw a ball away, and then like they you know kind of uh, did somebody throw the wrong base or I forget Arenado threw chucked one away. A lot of balls getting by, you know, uh, infielders. It just didn't look tight to me. Um, yeah. and and it is a little bit tougher on that field because obviously, uh. It's a soccer uh, a pitch and it's bouncy as hell. Yeah. yeah, a sharply hit ball on that bouncy stuff is going to, you know, shoot through a little bit quicker. So I do feel a little bit bad for him. Um, it did feel tighter. I don't know. And maybe that's just how it looked on TV. But when you were watching the game, did it feel like the bases were maybe only 80 feet? <laughs> like it, the field just seemed small. And maybe it's just because the outfield was small, but the, the infield, like, and again, that could just be the, how the cameras work there and how they do the production value, but it it felt small to me. I don't have the numbers on me right now, but I did read somewhere that they moved home plate back, uh, like 15 feet or something because to, and that's sort of to make up for how bouncy the field was. And because the last London series was so high scoring, it was like 13 to 17 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the, the dimensions of the field were altered slightly from what we would have normally standard here. Right. Well, and, and it was bigger. I think that's what you're saying from the New York Boston series, because that was like 21 to 27 or some shit like that. And I don't think it was that bad, but like it was, it was high scoring. Um, and I, I feel like we would have won today. This is kind of funny. My friend, Tom uh, Warman, and he's, he's a super rancher. He's uh, on the Patreon, but he uh, he went to the game with his wife and he had really, really good seats. So good that he was uh, right by Jed and Carter. 
and he captioned this picture <laughs> of Jed and of, of Carter talking to Jed and Carter's uh, leading over. And t- this is from a text that Tom sent me in the middle of the game today of Carter saying, we got to cut Mancini. Yeah. And I, it's, it's been bad. And the t- it's, this is really turning out to be a bad signing. Um, the defense looks really rotten. The yeah. bat hasn't been there. Um, I mean, you got him for two years. It's like it's like the position player version of Tyone so far, and it's just like except Tyone this, four years. To me, this to me this game really felt less like the Cardinals won and more like the Cubs lost. Absolutely, because yeah. you put up four in the first inning. You're like you're kind of like yeah, we're gonna route him again, and then like three runs on. I mean, Mancini knocked in two and gave up three. For that dumb error, well, where- it, and and that was the thing. I mean that 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 Mancini play, that was the play of the game. That's what ruined the entire game. So if people yeah. didn't quite see it, it was a ball to the right side. Mancini for some reason thought he might go over and get it, but he shouldn't have even gone for it. And then he ran towards first to take the throw from Nico, but uh, Strope was. God damn, why do I do that? Stroman already going over there. And he just – so Mancini just got in the way, and they didn't get the out. And they scored a run. And then after that, they scored three runs. All of that on – for a while at least, it was on Stroman. And that wasn't his fault. Like, they should have been out of the inning. That was the third out. And then they after that, it. they scored. They- they called it an error eventually, but yeah. eventually it was like ninth inning. I could not believe they didn't call that an error. We've seen that a lot lately. It's like they're, they're being too kind to these guys by not wanting to give them an, an error. Oh, it was too hard. It's like the, it, it's like the participation trophy of doling out errors. It feels like they just won't do it anymore because they don't want to make the guy feel bad or, you know, and I can kind of understand like maybe the idea that he couldn't get to it. And that's what they were looking at. But once, Nico gets the ball and throws to first. That's you an catch out. It, yeah. That's an out if he doesn't drop it or if he just gets out of the way for Strowman. Yeah. And then, I mean, and Stroh wasn't great today, but he, it was kind of sad. He left with a blister on his finger. And so hopefully that's not going to make he him miss a start. He pulled down a pretty nifty double play, though. Yeah. I mean, but it's just a, it was sad to see him leave the game um, in that state at that point. And, um, you know, you saw Kyle Hendricks dealing with some blister stuff last year, and he was out for a while. Like, he kind of got bothered by that for a bit. So I'm hoping it's not too bad. On the other, in the other game, uh, Steele looked great again, coming off the IL for a second start, and he had eight strikeouts uh, through six innings pitched and only gave up one run. So that was great. Um, it, you know, Morell, it was his birthday at a three-hit game. So just, I mean, it's like. As frustrating as today was, because the Cubs are now two and eleven on Sundays with the Sunday series, and it's uh, it's it's just uncanny. I know the weird stuff happens in baseball where you'll have these things that you point out the pattern, but getaway days, sun, which is oftentimes in a Sunday, to not get those games, just feel like there's a certain sort of like not being able to like finish. You know, like not step on like you could have stepped on a neck 
with St. Yep. Louis. Made them feel so bad. They fly all the way across the ocean just to continue their shitty season. And then they got to fly all the way back and face whoever they're facing next and just feel terrible about themselves. But instead, they're on the plane after a victory being like, hey, we weren't so bad. We beat the best pitcher in the National League today. You know, he's not that good. Like, they're feeling better about themselves. And the Cubs are just not taking that opportunity to just step on the neck, gr- you know, grind them into the ground, and they're not doing it. And it's sad. well, in in a lot. I mean, again, it was, with this game, it was really bad because of Mancini. Uh, but that first basically, so. Bellinger was sick. Is that what I'm supposed to Yeah, but then understand? he went out there like, anyway. And and you know, he was Ross... out there yesterday and they did pull him early. But yeah, if he could play, he still looked better than Mancini. And that's something that I wanted to, you know, Well, kinda... it was the lefty the righty thing. Because he can't, Ross had used his entire lineup except for Rios, who was the 27th man, and Mastroboni by like the fifth inning. They had used everybody today, and because Ross was like, "Oh, I gotta play the matchup." Here's what my books say. You know what did what does Carter's lackey tell me to do? And and that's why it felt like this was, you know, a Manfred special. Like Cubs won yesterday. Let's let the Cardinals win. Well, today. and like what IFG also said, like the Cubs beat themselves today. Like yeah. it, we 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 won because the you didn't game. you didn't have your best team out there. Yep. You Not know, for the whole game. Yeah, but. Well, and then once Bellinger came out there, they kind of settled back down on defense. Like he's look, I want Mash Mervis to be the guy, but watching him play first and then also watching Mancini play first up to this point, even Hosmer for this whole season, I'm like, oh, it's just that's first base and whatever. And blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden Bellinger comes out there and you're like, oh, my God. Confidence. You actually knows how to play this position. None of those other guys were really doing it. Yeah. So you, I know you, we're a little bit spoiled on first baseman having had Anthony Rizzo for so long. Um, and but yeah, it is really nice to, you know, see somebody who knows what they're doing there. The footwork it's alone. It just is where you really notice it because they're like oh, yeah. they're not sure how to get your foot across to the base to take the ball and it just looks all discombobulated. Um, did you guys hear that Morell? Just to add add another position to Morell's, uh, you know, uh, Jack uh, Jack. Something else they can, some other job they cannot give him. Yeah, well, they, they had him taking. I don't know how serious it was. A look, a few reps at first base, and I was like, "Oh my god, you just want to ruin this man, don't you?" Just yeah, it's like he's like, got a great arm, and they've been putting him at second base, and they're like, "How can we further?" misuse that kid's arm. Let's have him him first. Let's have him not ever throw. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even know if Rizzo has a good arm, for example. We have no idea because he never threw ever, except for, you know, every now and again. Well, no, he pitched one time. Yeah, that's true. And he was the greatest (laughs) pitcher of all time. So um, what else about this series? Oh, yeah, I wanted to bring this up. I don't know if they're going to stick around, but obviously they will uh, be out there in some form. This is a great, very great picture of it. It's kind of blown up. But there's Christopher Morell on his birthday wearing a new arm sleeve patch. Advocate Healthcare. It looks like it's coming. I mean, other teams are have already been doing it. You knew it was coming, but I don't know Cubs if this is one of the only teams that hadn't done this so far. Yeah. So I'm not 
super mad about it. I, now, I'm I'm a little bit nicer about the ad patches than other people. They're very common in all of the Asian leagues. They're common in Leadom. Hell, in Leadom, they have ads on the pants. Yeah. yeah. Um, call me when we start ass ads. But... Ass ads is the smartest thing because, like, baseball butts is, like, why half the people are watching. Look, we are staring at that picture anyway. You might as well sell something. Exactly. Oh, and you get a guy like Stroman who... I mean, he got some tight stuff going on. You could put the ad on his underwear and you'd read it through his pants. Craig Kimbrell, when he does that whole bend over thing with his, his arm, (laughs) like, you know, you could get three extra ads just from what you'd see when he bends over. You got one, one on the back of his arm when his arms up, like, uh, like an old record player. And then, uh, (laughs) two on his butt cheeks because he's all bending over, giving the ad to you. M&M's. (laughs) <laughs> and and then he does a cartwheel. It says, "Wow." Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> extra money. Well, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm I'm not as mad about this as as I could be. Um, I'm the Advocate Healthcare. We've got you know the Cubs have a really long relationship with Advocate Healthcare, so that's fine. I was kind of hoping if they were going to put an ad on the Cubs uniform that it would be something like really fun in Chicago. Like, give me a Malort patch. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Old style. But old style. My gosh, the Cubs with an old style patch. Do what if you're look Cubs. If you ever do ads on the hats. Give me an old style patch on the hat that would sell like hotcakes. I yeah. would buy one. I would buy four. It, it felt like to me that they put this on there for the London series because they could kind of get away with adding some patches and whatever, because it's like a special series. They had the capital one on the helmet that will not be there. They don't do that, but I think it was almost like a trial and mm. nobody said a word because honestly, it's the first time that any of us have seen it and we've seen so many other teams with it. Yeah. Nobody's going to really give a shit. We're all beaten down by it. Um, I'll just cut it off any Jersey. If I ever get another Jersey, I'll just cut that off. Yeah, That's, that's my thing is I, I would never buy a Jersey that had it on it. Um, they are trying to sell some, uh, uh, Corey Furlong says I would buy a new, a new Jersey for the old style patch itself. Yeah, totally. They, now they are trying to market uh, this London series. This, I don't really understand this t-shirt that they're selling. I really don't understand. It's a hot dog. And is he supposed to be like one of the English guards? You know, like they protect the queen with the big black furry hat on? He he needs the big hat instead of the baseball hat. But yeah. It's cute. It's cute. It's I don't know. Rem- it reminds me of like the concessions ads at the intermission at the let's all Drive go in the- movie theater. Yeah. yeah. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's yeah, all definitely. go to the lobby. Well, I'm dropping some links to the chat in, in this in case you ever wanted any of this stuff. The the uh it's kind of cute, the hot dog guy. And then um the now I kind of enjoy people. People liked this one. Artie Boucher said he liked this one, that this was the kind of hat that he would buy to commemorate this series. It just like it's got the London Bridge and then St. Louis versus Cubs. It's one of those 340 style or 940 styles. And then it's got the British and American flags on the side. Uh, what do you what's your guys opinions uh, on this hat? It It's fine. It's not my favorite, but this is a pretty 
like, like I get what he's saying. Like if you're going to go and you're just going to grab one that like actually shows some London stuff on it. Yeah. I would, I would get that hat. No, it's a good collectible keepsake hat. I probably wouldn't wear it. Yeah. It's not like your everyday wearer, but if you want to have it on your wall to show that you went to it, that's a pretty good one to get. And I, I want people's opinions in the chat on some of this stuff too. So like, uh, you know, Deal breaker. <laughs> Terry says the deal breaker is this STL logo. I agree with that. Now, this one kind of is interesting. This is kind of like that. Uh, oh, keep- sold. I would wear that. Yeah, it just got really. The cor- I'm the opposite. I hate this hat. This hat looks to me. This hat looks like a, a truck stop hat because there's no red on it. It's just all white. And I know that that's like the crown jewels. But. I also don't know that that's a crown jewels. It just looks like what, something. What do you like about it, IFG? Um, I I like it because it has a crown on it. I want to wear a crown. <laughs> I want I want a little Cubs tiara. That's awesome. It's so funny that I'm just like I don't even know what that is. You're like I want to wear a crown. I agree. No, I, I get it. I I like this one too. I I'm I, a pretty princess and I want to wear a baseball crown. It's. <laughs> I kind of wish it was. It was the crown was a little bigger. In fact, like. I think it would be funny to have a baseball hat that was just a picture of a crowd. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I guess then you'd be the monarchs. But it, you know, just like a, you, a, you a want hat of a crown, a hat of a hat. This crown all blown up with the Cubs C on the band of it. Why weren't they selling like the Burger King crowns with you know, like the the cardboard Burger King ones that they used to give the little kids? You could give oh, those dude. out. At the London series, like people be wearing them all over the place. Yeah, I I do like this one. I I think I I would. Well, I'm not gonna buy it, but if if I see this one on special, I might I might get it. Right. Uh, it's just I I like I say I, it's for me it's a little too generic. I don't like this one. And this much. is the last one, and this one is just a mistake. I think, in my opinion. See, and this is where we're gonna disagree. This is the only one I really like. This is the only one Jack. I would actually wear. Wear. All For the, the podcast time. listeners, it's a Union Jack inside a C, but the C is gold, and I think that's the problem is the gold takes away from the fact that it's the Union Jack, and you can't really tell at first glance that it's a Union Jack inside the Cubs C. I like would it actually, should be red. I would I totally agree with you on that, but this is the one that I would wear the most if I had it. So I find it aesthetically pleasing, but as a matter of principle, um, shiny gold on a baseball cap is for World Series winners, and we did not win the World Series last year. Not yet. We didn't even win the London Series. Yeah, we didn't even win the London Series. (laughs) And then the last... Wear gold if you won the World Series the year before. This, we did not win the World Series the year before. Our cap should not have gold on it. That's just how it goes. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. And then the last one I want to show is this dumb poster that's sixty nine ninety nine. Um yeah. nice. But look at this, like it's MLB World Tour poster. It's like a commemorative poster, and it's almost sold out. Which I don't know, maybe they only had one in the first place. But I they have two nondescript Cubs and Cardinals players on the front of the poster, you know, with like Big Ben like to the side. And I mean, it, I mean, I'm like, who would? Who would buy this? Like, there's no, there's not even a Cubs player on it, but that's. It's like know. they wanted to, like, they designed this before they knew who was going to be on the team at the time. Yeah. It, it on looks the like upside, they can change it. The they Cubs can just player do... is totally safe. 
Oh, yeah. He's totally <laughs> safe. I, I agree with you. No, but they can reuse this for every London series. All they have to do is change the colors. Yep. That's probably the idea. And then they'll just, like, change the little logos up in the right-hand corner and just, like, okay, set and forget it. We already paid that intern. Well, probably didn't even pay him to even make this poster, and they'll just sell it in perpetuity. Speaking of your earlier, your uh, Celsius, um, well, actually, I honestly, I can't remember where I put it, but I saw this and I posted that, like, what are they thinking? Strowman only Strowman only has one zero on his back, and he doesn't hit. Like, obvious people, joke. Yeah. And, yeah, I got a few, like, people, like, telling yeah. me, like. He's actually a single zero. Oh, this isn't a. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, ah, I know. That's the point. <laughs> uh, we don't have to talk too much about the Pirate series, but I will mention that we swept them. Uh <laughs> 48 to 14, we've outscored them this year. We've outswept the season series so far, six to nothing. We shut them out twice um, and then beat them eight to four. It, you know, uh, Smiley was in one, Stroh pitched a seven inning game. It was much better in the, the series in Pittsburgh. Hendo looked uh, pretty good again. Um, once again, there was, by the way, I, I noticed this today when I was looking at uh, the, these games. Um, a ma- uh, Hendo. Gave up one earned run, but there were but three total runs. And guess how those runs scored? Mancini error. Mancini. Yeah. yeah. So as I was just like, oh, twice in this week. Like this is just going down the tubes here. Um, yeah, Tyone was the only one that had a bad, a not good outing. Well, Tyone didn't pitch. Oh, you I thought he lost. Smiley. My, no, we only lost today. Oh, I'm all sorry. I'm all the yeah. way back. I was yeah. doing rakes and flakes earlier, and I'm all, all the way back in the Baltimore series. Yeah, no, uh, we we're just talking about Pirates and Cardinals right. tonight for the most part. But like, uh, Smiley was the gave up five walks, and that was like the worst pitching out, outing. But I, I wrote this down: is that Cubs starting pitching uh, this week only gave up five total runs? Yeah, uh, earned runs. Earned runs, right? Yeah. So uh, that wasn't really it wasn't bad. Pirates are not scary, but do you want to give me a, a a pirates poem? Do you have one of those? Sure. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, so the Cubs went what six and zero against the Pirates, and then two and one against the Orioles, and then one and one with the they are that's eleven out of the last thirteen, or is it ten out of twelve? Whatever. They're on a run, yeah. <laughs> like a run that I did not expect to see this year at all. So they're hanging around two games under five. They could have gotten back to 500 today and they missed that opportunity, you know? Yeah. And this is in, in this poem is about as good as the Cubs. Have so uh, at the confluence, three rivers slide, Cubs blank, pirate, three dubs, five, 20 to three differential. Pirates played like shit. It's a quick descent for that sinking ship. That's a pretty, uh, you know, of the moment uh, concept right now with that whole Titanic thing that when that happens, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just it, I, we'll have to we'll have to get in our uh, our our sub water. What do they call those things? The the craft that goes down. Danny, I was going to leave that to everybody else, but. You know, I'm glad you pointed it out. <laughs> well, we we can visit we can visit the pirates on the bottom of their sunken ship. 
<laughs> What's fucked up is that anybody else who goes down to the Titanic now is going to have to like see this other piece of garbage sitting next to it. No, as well. They blew up. No, they imploded. It just crumpled right. together and then fell to the bottom. So it's right there. Oh. Oh. Learn something. <laughs> Learn something new every Cubs podcast, don't you? Yeah, um, this is the opposite of, of what would happen in an airplane where, like, the airplane would be like, oh, wow, we suddenly have way too much pressure. No, it, we suddenly have lost cabin pressure. It's like, oh, no, we suddenly have lots of cabin pressure that we did not ask for. What, yeah. What's amazing is that I learned this from watching James Cameron. Apparently, he's really big into this Titanic stuff. I mean, I knew he made the movie, but like he's still that was like 20 some years ago, mm-hmm. but he's still really big into it. And I guess he kind of knew all about all of this stuff. And so people were talking to him and he was just like, yeah, that was we like people had been like writing them, telling them, don't do this. Don't do this. Like, so the reason I know that there's a sub next to the Titanic now is because of James Cameron. Can I? He's, uh, he's going to do a sequel, and it's going to be amazing. As as long as we're on this, um, <laughs> I actually have a great uncle uh, who was uh, on the Titanic, and there he is, Thomas Jubilee Mazes. He was a survivor, and uh, he was a um, a fireman on the ship, and uh-huh. uh, and a lot of the firemen survived because they were actually seamen. And they knew what they were doing and they knew how to kind of survive it. So uh, they were one of the the few, uh, like they survived in mass. And uh, anyway. Nice. Well, that's interesting. Family well, like came- most of the crew didn't survive. So that's, that's really unique. Yeah. And so, but he, I, I have, always have a fantasy that he was like, women and children screw that he like takes some ladies like babushka and puts it on his head hello can i please get on the lifeboat i promise i'm very wealthy yeah he's getting like takes somebody's kid he pushes them in the water he's wielding that fireman's axe like get the fuck away from the boat man i am gonna whack you um i also didn't know this that a lot of the the first uh they were trying to get the the uh the boats uh to launch as fast as possible on the one side of the ship that was listing first and they couldn't get enough people on those boats. So a lot of the first rescue boats went off without that on that weren't full. Yeah. That's the one that I bet my uncle was on. He's like, screw this. I'm hopping on myself. Nobody else getting on. See, and this is the problem with naming a team after the pirates. Out of fucking nowhere, we end up talking about the Titanic and, like, people dying and getting on the thing. I mean, it's the same. I don't know what you should call your team, but I'm sure there's a Pirates podcast out there talking about uh, how Cocaine Bear mauled their their aunt and uncle somewhere, you know? <laughs> I doubt it. I think we're the only ones that do stupid shit. Um, <laughs> this is sort of off topic, but I heard something interesting that's somewhat peripherally related to what we're talking about. Um, Codify, if you don't follow him on Twitter, um, he helps out a lot of pitchers and like learning where to throw baseballs at specific hitters. And uh, he likes to throw a lot of like random baseball facts out there. And this was something that he threw out uh, yesterday, the day before, something like that. And it says the last 40 home run player for each team and what year they played in. 
So like in 2022, uh, they had 40 home run hitters on the Angels and the Mets and the Yankees and the Phillies. Uh, the last one for the Cubs was in 2005. Everybody mm. remember who that was? Hit 40 some odd home runs. I believe I'm it was assuming it's Sammy home Stilson. runs. It was Sammy, that? right? Yeah, that was Sammy Eric Stilson? Lee. Oh, Lee. Oh, really? 2005. Do you know when the last player to hit 40 home runs on the Pittsburgh Pirates was? <laughs> oh, shit. Did Roberto Clemente? It's 1973. <laughs> oh my god was, is it clemente no i don't think he would he died before that it must have been like willie stargill or who would it have been no clemente he didn't die before 73 did he i think he did i i, I think he was dead before i was born hmm. uh, maybe yes you know who know. it is ifg I like the name just escaped my head, so I'm double checking. It right, is because we start throwing out other names. <laughs> Clemente died in 19. 19- yeah, it was it was really Stargill. Stargill, yeah. So, oh, you, right. you know that's funny because uh, Louis Wagner, <laughs> I, IFG. I don't want to like. Yeah, you know, but you said Stargill, right? Oh yeah, I do that every time. I swear I'm an idiot. No, um, but the, no. Getting back to the London series, they were doing that on that uh i was listening to the bat flips and nerds and it was belinger i think is what they Bellinger. oh god they said alzali like four different ways throughout the course of <laughs> oh the and those are americans doing that they said alzali yeah alzali 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 alzali's pizzas it's like remember when like rod santo thought uh, Antonio Alfonseca's name was Al Fonseca. Yes. He's like, let me talk to you, Al. <laughs> He's like, come on over, Al. Let me ask you something <laughs> about your changeup. Um, well, why don't we do some rakes, flakes, throws, and blows, and then we'll take it to a commercial break, and then we'll come back, and we've got a lot more for you tonight. Uh, the record says we're buyers, so we're going to talk about that. So, uh, but but let's do some. Some breaks, flakes, throws, All and right. flakes. We're going to run through these as fast as humanly possible. Today, I'm going to show you how to rake. How do you rake? All right. So, apparently, June is the good Ian Hap month. Over the last two weeks, Hap, Hap has four singles, three doubles, two triples, three homers, 14 RBI, and seven walks for a 1021 OPS. The only downside to that is that he has struck out. 14 times and that leads the team over that time span so that's not good um and so hap was good in april right if i'm remembering and then he's bad in may now he's good in june so that means bad in july good in august and bad down the stretch when we need him yeah but in october in the playoffs he'll be freaking nailed (laughs) if we could just get there if everybody else can hold him up yeah, he'll be great in October. He'll be an Octo- He'll be like uh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson in October. Yes. All right. How about flakes? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Unfortunately, the flaker is going to be Saya. Over the last two weeks, he's only hitting one seventy four. He's got six singles and two doubles to go with four walks. His OPS is four forty eight because he's got no slugging. His slugging is 217. So that's not good, but at least he does have seven RBI on his eight hits. So at least he's doing something when he's getting his shots. 
So, you know, it, it could definitely be worse. But, yeah, poor Saya. Not hitting it well right now. Yeah, you said that today on, when we were doing the game watch, the game hang, that you, IFG, you were like, you know, I really just wish this was going better. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, he is not the Saya that I remember from NPB. And I don't know whether that is a mental game thing or a adjustment to the league thing. I'm not sure what's going on, but it, it just... I don't know. I, yeah, I just wish it were going better for him. Yeah. Three more years too. Uh, I mean, cause it's pretty important position, the right field, big power spot, you know, corner outfielder, you know, the defense has been pretty there, but you know, we're kind of used to gold gloves over there too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, so- we're used to the exact same batting, but with gold glove defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, we're paying that guy to play for the Dodgers. Yep, we're, and he's we're still on the team, and we're paying him more than we're paying Saya to play for this team. Yeah, so. how is Hayward doing? We we should do it there. Where are they now? He's got a one sixteen OPS plus. People, oh my god, is he worth point one eight? He's worth point eight WAR right now. I, I know that's better. I I'm not looking, but I know that's better than Saya. He 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 has um eight home runs. In 2023, he had eight so far. He had eight home runs in 2021 altogether for the whole year. <laughs> Does anyway. this mean Hap is going to disappear like a submersible in the North Atlantic come July? Yes, it does. Well, you know, Hap isn't home yet. He may disappear in the North Atlantic just coming home. So are we on throws yet? Yeah, we are. All right. Throw up my hands to the Lord. Blech. Those children seem sad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they are. All right. So uh, throws. Uh, throws, honestly, this week is between the two pitchers we saw this weekend. It's Steele and Stroman. Both are doing very well. I mean, obviously, Stroman is one of the top pitchers in the entire league right now. Uh but I'm going to give it to Steele because he's coming off of that injury. And honestly, he didn't look good going in. I was a little worried when he came out. And then they, I felt, I was at that game that he was pitching against the Orioles. I felt like they overused him a little bit there. But then he came back out and threw 89 pitches on Saturday. And looked he, he looked a little shaky that last inning, right? But got through it. And I don't know, he's... I he, he's probably the biggest surprise for me all season is how good Justin Steele is right now. I mean, he finished last year this way too. So, I mean, the, I think that to be able to say that we can count on him being a solid part of this rotation feels pretty good. But, you know, we, we thought Wesneski was going to be amazing and we thought Killian was going to be amazing and we thought all these guys – Steele's the only one really saying, you know, hey, I'm the guy. And he gets out there every single time and just rips it. And he's only throwing – I think he throws three pitches, but he basically only throws two pitches. But if you yeah. throw it the right way, you're good. So who's your blower? You just put your lips together and blow. Yeah, I guess this goes to Jameson Tyone. Uh 
he honestly hasn't been that bad. He was he had a good game against the Pirates, but he had a not so good game against the Orioles. And that was really it. He has a 5.56 ERA over those 11.1 innings and those two outings. Um and honestly, he has very very similar numbers to Smiley over the same time frame, but basically Smiley was able to dance out of the fire for like one more inning. <laughs> That's like the difference in, you know, the the point and a half ERA difference for the five the walks was concerning with Smiley. That's it, what well, we hadn't seen that kind of control problem from him it before. It definitely was concerning, but again, he danced out of that fire. Whereas Tyone just, you know, he he has it or he doesn't have it, and he has mostly can, not had it. He has mostly not had it. He's actually in. He's the he's the blower. And this might be the best stretch that he's had all year. So uh, let's take it to commercial real quick. Uh, we're going to play a commercial for our Patreon. Uh, and please join us at uh, patreon.com slash Sunranto. Be a part of the festivities. Be a part of supporting this show. And uh, it's the only way we survive is with you as our supporter. So uh, join us and you could have a chance to win tonight. This Pedro Strope, Pedro Stroman, as Michael Cotton would say, uh, post, uh, uh, poster. I will send this to you. It's made by a wonderful artist, Matt Cameron. And um, also, uh, we are brought to you by InTheClutch.com and their T-shirts, promo code SUNRANTO for 10% off. And you will also be winning, as a Patreon supporter, a, a In The Clutch shirt of your choice. Um, if you, um, that, that is an added bonus for our Patreon prize of the month, but please join us and here's a commercial for it. We'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog eat dog world of unpaid content creation, but it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. 
If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby, Sam, Morel too. Clark Fly in his W. Cody Bellinger, Smoking Dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. 10% off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Intheclutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. And we are back. Uh, please uh, shop at intheclutch.com and use promo code SUNRANTO for 10% off. Lots of great uh, shirts and styles there. But we're going to be giving away one of those shirts later on tonight to one of our Patreon people. Uh, please uh, join us. So uh, speaking of being buyers, uh, buyers of shirts anyway, how about the Cubs being buyers? Rickets out in front I, it, on the marquee network talking – Talking up the team, saying we're we're obviously buyers this year. Not 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 Are we? obviously. Obviously, obviously. Ob- that's what he said. And anybody, it's his money. Anybody who did he see a blue shirt with buyer printed on it, or <laughs> <laughs> obvious and obvious shirts? Buyers, we are buyers. We are buyers. <laughs> oh God! If if anybody's listening to this on. Uh, podcast and not seeing I just rolled my eyes as hard as I could possibly roll my eyes I think I sprained the left one I sighed I am so fucking tired of this I hate this so much look do I want the Cubs in the playoffs if they have a chance to win sure I do Yeah, but we are two games under 500 Two games under 500. We're buyers? Who the fuck is buying two games under 500 in fucking late June? Nobody does that. Oh, unless you got a fucking bullshit league where you can fucking just get in to the fucking... This is this is stupid, and I fucking hate everything about this. Well, Look, the question I is... I get it. Ricky thinks, oh, we have a chance to win this division. Sure. Great. Good fucking job we can win the division then we can go and get our asses fucking bounced in two games by two, who? not three by two who? games who at wrigley field who? in october who fuck you ricketts who, who in the national league is definitely gonna bounce us who everyone I, no literally everyone no what do you mean everyone like i don't think so because in the national we're league, in the worst fucking division doesn't of matter the worst fucking league doesn't matter or, the, the the NL has a lot of the Braves are the only team that is really winning a lot of games. Like you know, I mean, you you've had the the freaking uh, Diamondbacks who nobody expected in first Danny, place. In we the have West. no shot at getting in to a wild card, right? That stink. The only chance we have is to get the division. We win the division, then we have to play one of those wild card teams. And guess what? The Cubs are worse against 
bad teams. We would be better off if we could come exactly. in as the worst wild so card and then play the best team. But that's not how it's going to work. We're fucking like 10 games out of the wild card and we're like two games out of the fucking division. It's stupid. This is a bad fucking team. And you're not. They're a bad team. They're a bad fucking, they're two games under 500 in late June. They're not a good team. So the Mets. In the history of the fucking Cubs, outside of 2023, this is a bad fucking team that we don't even think about trying to go for it. You Literally, just, what what can we buy to make the team? But that's my next to question. make the team better. Like we don't have a bullpen. You need a, yeah. So we could buy. You a need bullpen. an entire bullpen. Well, that's is one of those thing. on the market. Well, you, you need a left hand. You need a left handed uh, out of the pen because we just saw. I just saw today that Brandon Hughes is having surgery, so he's done. Mm-hmm. So that's not Brandon an option. Hughes, Hoyer's arm exploded. Hoyer's arm exploded. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Brandon yeah, Hoyer. Davis is. I don't know what the fuck is going on. With Brandon yeah. Davis. Well, he he's doesn't pitch, head. but yeah, but it would, but and as if far we're as we're like, buying, what are we buying these players with? Well, I yeah. mean, money, you could do it a couple different ways. If somebody's looking for the salary dump, then you could do like buy it and not give oh, them much oh, for it. Hold on, Danny. Speaking of buying and spending money, read the quote that you threw in the fucking rundown here. Read that quote about what Ricketts said about Jed Hoyer. All right, hold on. I my. Okay, I'll fucking read it. Yeah, you read it because I can't get. Oh yeah, no, all right, I got it here. Um, I think you mean the Jed part, right? Yeah, I think Jed had a really good off season. We came into this year thinking we'd be contending for our division. All the credit to manager David Ross and the players for coming together. Are Dude, you been fucking winning. kidding me? Look at their June. It's been great. They had a they had a 500 April. They stop, had a crappy stop, May stop. when Bellinger was hurt. They did not have a good fucking offseason. That's not a good offseason. Just because you're in the worst fucking division Dansby that's ever Swanson. Not they got quite Dans- the worst it's ever been. They got Dansby Swanson. They, uh, it doesn't you know, matter. They did not have a good offseason. The offseason's bad. They're two games under 500. That's not a good offseason. And you're going to break oh, your mic. David gonna... Ross. Great. Good job, David Ross. Way to be third fucking place in two games under 500 to the fucking Reds. The yeah, Reds you know are leading this division. You know what this is? This is the Cubs front office jangling their keys going, come on, we're going to be playoff contenders again. We're going oh, to the playoffs. That was them jerking off. Yeah. So they, <laughs> and now, I'm, I'm one that says that I don't really believe. I don't believe that, like, you know, getting the last wild card spot is, like, really going to help you all that much. Um, you know, and but. Well, the, the fact- Cubs don't have a chance at that. They have to win the division. Well, and it, it doesn't and matter what anymore. What does that say, by the way? How bad is our division that the division itself the whole, would not make a wild card? The whole National League has quite a bit of parity in it. Like, you know, you've got, you know, as far as like first, to, you know, first to worst, like nobody's really, I mean, there's some teams that are obviously out of it at that point, this point, you know, when it comes to just like if you were going to seed records, because like the wild card right now is actually the the NL West again. 
You know, you got Miami as the number one team out of the East, but the other two teams would be the Dodgers and San Francisco. But those are, but right and right behind it, like within, let's say, 10 games, you have six more teams. So the only teams that are right now really kind of more than 10 games out where you're not going to be able to make a run are St. Louis, Washington, and Colorado. And the, and that's it. Like Pittsburgh is could still take it. Like the, you have some parity in the National League, which to me is kind of what I've been asking for because it makes for competitive baseball where you don't have this massive haves, massive have-nots. You still have some of that, but we need to like bring it back to a place where it is there is some parity, which means that the Cubs with a number – like if you have three pitchers – that are freaking nails, which they have the best starting staff right now in the major league, in the national league at the very least. And isn't that what you need going into the playoffs? Well, you, a, you're a right. great starting staff. That's what we have right now. The only argument you might be able to make at all is that Jed put together a tournament team, right? Jed put together a tournament team. Exactly. It is travel possible boys. that it's a tournament team. And it's not a, a, a an everyday play team because those are two different fucking things. And that's why expanding the playoffs so that every jerk off can get into the fucking playoffs is bad because it no longer rewards teams that are actually good all year long. No, you just have to fucking stay close enough to the first place team in your division. And apparently that can get your owner to say you did a good job, even though you're two games under 500 late in fucking June. That's terrible. And I don't give a fuck. It's never going to change. I'm not going to ever consider a team that is under fucking 500 a good team. It's not the fucking case. Sorry, I have to agree with Cotton on this. And I remember, I recall, you can re- you can review the tape. I was saying the same shit at the beginning of this season. That with the expansion of the playoffs, it immediately made a rush to the middle. Where there is abs- there's no incentive to improve the team beyond 500. And Ricketts being who he is, and Jed being who he is, and all this stuff, they are going to be the first ones to be like, okay, we're going to do as little as possible to be able to say we made it into the playoffs this year. Well, and they've been Every doing that. Every year until forever. They call it the postseason now. Like, you know, they, they don't even call it playoffs. And it's just right, because I fucking bitched loud enough that they're like, yeah, they're that dude on that fucking show that we try not to listen to, but they're right about everything. He knows what he's talking about. It, this we're is gonna a good point on it. Party. It's, this, it's, it is overall collusion that I think we're also absolutely. talking about. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But you got to remember, these, but yeah. parody, don't, don't you, uh, IFG, do, do you think that teams should be more evenly matched? Absolutely not. I think people who spend for good players should be better than teams that don't. So, but shouldn't there be like an across the board sort of like, I can think about I'm talking about like more of a, a, a spending f- like floor. Like you have to spend at least like if you force the pirates, like I don't really care. You got to spend a hundred million dollars because it's making that much. So you got to spend it no matter oh, yeah. what. And then, and then every team had to be between like 100 million and no. you, you know, you, something you else. lose me there. You yeah. lose me there. Once you cap That's it, what you I'm lose, asking. You lose me. 
Yeah. I, now, yeah. bare minimum, absolutely. I think the pirates should have to spend, for example, I think the pirates should have to spend uh, more in salary than they make in revenue sharing. I don't think that the ownership should get free money for not spending money on baseball players. I think that's bullshit. I think that the Chicago Cubs should be forced by, like, I, I think that baseball should be incentivized to improve their team continually forever. I don't think there's any point where we say, no, 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 that's enough being good. You can just go ahead and make free money for now on. You need a punishment for the teams that aren't good. And I think right. that that would be the stick. There's no stick in this, you we, know, we, yeah, and, and that gets into that gets into the monopoly exemption bullshit that MLB has and all that yep. stuff, uh, which is fucking uh, it's it's annoying. That's it's too big for. I mean, yeah, that that just needs to go away. We were actually talking about this on the the Ranters Discord. If you're actually a uh, a patreon person you can get in there and i literally have conversations like i know you love me you tune into this show just to, to to get two hours of me once a week and you're sad when i don't show up i get it but if you really want it you can spend one dollar a month and and i'm on the fucking discord all day long and it's usually me and mike waller just fucking going back and forth just back and forth talking about this stuff and having great conversations i i honestly love talking to mike waller because he he and i go back and forth with honestly me and mike waller would run this team championship mike waller from the cubs ps plus podcast by the way we should play that and uh yeah, the question is, like, what would we buy if we were buyers? I think the bullpen is the obvious thing. But, you know, seeing how Mervis did when he was up and the fact that you really just can't, can't just keep playing a guy that's hitting 140, you know. Uh, but but Mancini is terrible. Uh, Bellinger, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen there. But you've got some options over there. I guess they're trying morale. Like, that would be weird. But, um Maybe you do if there is like I don't know what first baseman would be available. I didn't really I kind of did a quick cursory look in every team like Freddie Freeman. Like, guess what? The Dodgers are not giving up Freddie Freeman. Like there is no like any guy you would really want, you're not gonna get because they're already a, such an integral part of the team. Uh Anthony Rizzo, you know, they did sign him for three years. I don't I I don't see that happening, but like he is up there as far as a caliber of somebody that would be an improvement, possibly definitely defensively over what you currently have. But um, I don't know. That would be another I thing on the wish list. First well, here, here's the thing. Everybody's not everybody. There, there's a few people out there and they're saying, Hey, uh, sign Bellinger, right? Extend Bellinger. We've got him for one year. It's 17 million. And they signed him as a center fielder. Well, as a center fielder, it doesn't make sense to sign Bellinger because we have a load of outfielders, right? Mm -hmm. That's where we could put people. But guess what we need? We need a first baseman. Now, they hoped that Matt Mervis was going to be that guy. I hope that. We all hope that. And maybe he still will. But we don't have a first baseman right now. And honestly, if you want to extend 
Cody Bellinger, Dan Vogelbach. God damn it. <laughs> David Lee. Daniel Vogelbach returns. <laughs> but no, but if you want to extend Bellinger, you extend him as a first baseman, and you've got my vote. That makes total sense. As a yeah. center fielder, that doesn't make sense because you have guys in the minors that you have been fucking waiting on and making us wait on forever. So if you're not going to get them up there. But the question really is, though, about the trading, like what you can do now, because Bellinger is supposed to be a guy that you're supposed to trade. Well, you, know you, can for pro- you can extend fucking Bellinger. You yeah, can but extend that doesn't help Stroman. you this year. This, this, we already have him. Like yeah, my question is, my you question is, do all this stuff is my make question the better. My question future. is IFG's question. What do you buy? You know, like I said, first base bullpen. Like, do you need another starter? I don't know. Like, it's kind of going fine, but I mean, I, any, I it, honestly think you do need another starter because our number we've one, we've got like two and a half starters. Honestly, like yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't trust Kyle Hendricks as far as I can throw him right now. Or as far as he could throw himself. <laughs> that That's honestly the thing. Like, I love Strowman. I love, except for the fact that I can never remember his name. Uh, I love Kyle Hendricks. Um, I love Justin Steele. But n- none of those guys make me feel like they are just a, a full-on, straight-up, number one ace dominant pitcher. You know what I mean? So could you win with those three being your three to get you through the playoffs? There's without, a very real possibility. If you have nails bullpen, and let me remind you, right. you don't have one of those. You need a nails bullpen because especially with Steele, he's only going to go five, right? Yep. Steele's only a five guy. Six. Stroman yes. and Hendricks could each get you seven, eight, even complete games in the playoffs, except for the fact that Ross will never let that happen. Ross and Hoyer will never let that happen. So you have to have the bullpen, right? right. So yeah, and, um, you don't have so the bullpen. Show like where we're at right now. Um, this is another thing that I pulled off Twitter. This is a list of the teams ranked in the percentage of team wins that are credited to the starting pitching. The Chicago Cubs are sitting at 83% of our team wins are credited to the starting pitcher. Yeah, we're awesome. See? Now, to be fair, the Cubs don't have a winning record. So they only, they don't have as big a, a, you know, like, where's where's Tampa Bay on this list? They don't have as big a. 63%. Yeah. Of their team wins are credited to their bullpen. Or 63% of their team wins are credited to the starting pitchers, and then the rest is to the bullpen. I'm just saying are, it's a lot harder bullpen, to hit 63 of whatever they're at, 50-some games, than it is to hit more games, yeah. 83 it's, of yeah. 37. So, well, I, but, but what that tells me, and, and maybe I'm off on this, but what that tells me is that if we are relying on the bullpen to win baseball games, we're not doing that. Yeah, no, and and I and I absolutely agree with what you were trying to say with that stat. With like the the starting pigeon is not the problem; they're good. Right. They are actually pretty good. So I, you know, I do agree. I was just kind of I'm in a shitty mood about this whole fucking 
No, I am too. I, like, I think it's nonsense. <laughs> we're being jerked back and forth. We're being like, here's a half-ass off season. And halfway through the season, we're like, oh, no, we're good. I promise. Pinky promise. Really, we're good. And, and, and then we're not going to be good. And then we don't buy the players in the off season, And then we don't buy good players in the middle of the season. And then it's always like bottom barrel, how cheap can we go nonsense. I mean, they're spending 175 million right now. Not great. What are they getting for it? Exactly. Yeah, you'd think that. Well, 25 it, of that is, is Hayward. Or 26 yeah. is Hayward. Yeah, that's. But still, 150 million. That still puts you at least in the middle of the pack. And uh, and, and guess where they're at in the middle of the pack. Yeah, but guess <laughs> where the Mets are spending 100 million more. They're right where we are. So yeah, like, but they have a billionaire that's just like throwing singles at the strip club like they don't care where they're putting their money because and, and their billionaire isn't fucking claiming that their general manager is actually good yeah ours yeah, he's, is he's probably ours yelling. Is like he spent half the money of other teams and guess what we're half as good as the best teams and he's awesome i really like him well, they have to support each other. See, Michael, you got to be more supportive <laughs> of the team you love. <laughs> I'm supportive of the team. The, I think we spend enough. And ownership sucks balls. Uh, I'm just giving y'all shit. Um, so the Thanks. Phillies and Cleveland are coming in to Chicago <laughs> now, and they got tomorrow off, Monday's off, and they're giving away uh, NASCAR because there's a big race here in Chicago over 4th I heard about that. Hold on. There's a fucking NASCAR race in, in Chicago. downtown Chicago. I know. It's on so the messy. streets? Yeah, on the streets. It's so that should be fun. Um, <laughs> they were talking about how they had to make the streets better. And I'm like, fucking, can you imagine? Like, they're not going to get to 200. They're going to be going like 120 mile per hour or something in those streets. And they hit a fucking pothole. Yeah, if, if I had a car, I would call it Mrs. O'Leary's cow and just ride that thing around, just waiting to freaking set. They'd be shooting up. flames out the back yeah. of it. Vroom! So they're also giving away uh, a rookie of the year bobblehead, and uh, that's that Thomas E. and Nicholas guy, and he'll be singing the stretch and stuff like that. His band's gonna play. Hold on. The last bobblehead they gave away was uh, Shit Bambi and JD. Right, well, the, I have was, one of those, and somebody's going to get one because I do not want that fucking. Well, you should have left it with me. That would have been a great prize. I probably should have. Uh, well, it's still going to be a prize for somebody. It's a white elephant gift now. Uh, but uh, and now they're doing Rowan Gardner. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, they don't have. They're not. They're they not, did a great job in the off season, but we don't pay. have enough good players to do bobbleheads. For no, you, this isn't a free one. You gotta. I mean, it's free. <laughs> it's quote unquote free. You have to buy. A you gotta special, buy a ticket to the movie. You gotta buy a special ticket to this bobblehead. It's like they're doing that more and more and more, where they can, you know, kind of basically fold the cost of the bobblehead into your ticket, and so uh, yeah. that pr all the pride stuff was like that. They don't give it to everybody. In fact, the Cubs don't have a door giveaway. Uh, till the end of July, I think, where they're giving away a Hawaiian shirt. So they're just like, we don't care. You're getting a lot up. of teams are doing that now. The Mariners do that too. And honestly, I'm not I'm not too mad about it. Like like here at T Mobile Park, I can it any single game you can get center field bleacher tickets for 10 bucks. So like if they have a really cool giveaway, I will pay twenty dollars more to make sure that I get the giveaway that I want no matter what time I get there. 
rather than having to show up at like two o'clock in the afternoon to kick some old lady in the face to get a bobblehead. <laughs> but that's different than Wrigley. Yeah, ten thousand. Yeah, it, it at Wrigley, it's for the most part like that. I don't think that JD one was that popular. Like you probably didn't have to stand in like the you know at no, nine in no. the morning to get. Do that you know one. how unpopular it was that you walked in an hour later and still got one. No, after the game, I saw two boxes sitting under a seat, and I walked over and picked one up, and some other dude came over and picked the other one up. That's and we were yeah. like, oh, I guess we'll that's how it. unpopular that was. Yeah, you want this? <laughs> nah, not really. Yes. <laughs> I, like I wasn't even gonna fight him for both of them. I'm like, no, you can have that one. I'm fucking take this one just because. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but some of them you really have to like fight for, like the. <laughs> like the the Billy Watson number one <laughs> sweet swinging Billy Watson. <laughs> oh, sorry, Williams. <laughs> Billy Fukudome. Yeah, Billy Fukudome number one in your hearts. <laughs> the greatest right-handed power hitter of all time, and it comes uniform. Um. So anyway, they're giving away those things, but the Phillies are coming in, and they just meet beat the Mets two or three. And they're in third place, too, but they're 10 games back of the Braves, where the Cubs are only, uh, like, three back. We got to face Ranger Suarez, Aaron Nola, and Taiwan Walker. So, not too shabby for them. That's a, that's actually three games that are going to be tough right there. Yeah, Cubs lost two or three. And they're not having the greatest year, though. I mean, it's where they're in third place. Cubs True. lost two or three in Philly in May. They won and lost a blowout, and then they lost two to one on – a Sunday. Oh, surprise, surprise. surprise. Yeah. So, um, how is anyway, Chinese Taipei Walker doing lately? All of them. I, he's like the, the best of the three. I think it, it, as far as ERA goes, not everybody was in the fours that I saw. And I'm like, that must be why they're in third place. So they're just not doing that as well as they had hoped after winning or not went going to well, the world. Series. Here, here, here's the thing. That was the team that also wasn't doing well last year. They were able to make a move, put some things together at the end, and make it in mm-hmm. on the final, the final wild card spot, and then make it to right. the World Series. Um, and and that's what everybody's playing for. Everybody wants to be the Phillies. They tell you they want to be Tampa Bay. They don't. They want to be the Phillies. Hey, I wouldn't mind being the Phillies. You know what I mean? Like. If you could be the Phillies and you can get in there like the Phillies did and start getting real hot, and then at the end of the year just like ride some momentum into the freaking glory land, I am freaking all for it. Like that I'm- would be great. I agree. It, it, but it's frustrating in the in the whole context of the sport. But yes, for the Cubs to be able to do that, that would be great. Um, but the Phillies, I heard because we were playing the Cardinals this weekend might be in on a Goldschmidt trade. Like they are like, there's now rumors of Phillies getting Goldschmidt and working on that, which honestly, that would be a huge improvement for the Phillies just defensively because they're not a good defensive team at all. And Goldschmidt's still having a good year. Uh, None of those Cardinals really did anything this week. Well, we're going to hear all the rumors now about every single player, you know, ever, because it's it's rumor season pretty much is going to get hot and heavy, like starting, I'd say, next week. Oh, yeah. Little all star 
break. Uh, I mean, after All Star break for sure, but like it, it's already starting. Um, I hate trade season, or I, I really hate because it's so much speculation, <laughs> especially and- when it's the Cubs is your team, because it's like, oh, all your, all your favorite players, they're on the trading block. And we're just going to jerk you around for the next two months. And then we're going to fucking not do anything. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know what I hate about this particular trade season. They, they, there's no, nobody left that I particularly care about. Like, I'm like, uh, yeah, fine. Sell whoever you want. What the hell are you getting back? Like, what is just a churn, like, it doesn't churn. matter. It's just a churn of crap right now. It's, you know, kick out some bullshit, get some more bullshit in. Like, I don't even care. Yeah, unless you're going for like Otani, you know, or you're not like, or you're going to pick up one of these guys that, like, say the Padres are now having buyer's remorse and they want to get rid of, you know, $300 million off of their payroll. Then maybe some of those guys, like, okay, I'm going to kind of get excited about, but the Cubs are not going to be in on those guys at all. The Cubs are not going to trade the farm away for Otani just for Otani to turn around and sign with somebody else in the offseason because he's definitely not signing with the Cubs long term. No, nope, like, I don't the, think the so Cubs are not set up to give Otani a World Series in the next few years. He's going to somebody else. Yeah. The dude who, has who not, is though? I I mean, I could see I I don't want to see it, but like the big rumor out there is the Dodgers. I think that's the most boring possible option, and I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I could see the Giants trying for it. He would immediately put the Mariners in a great position. Um, I would like in my dream world, the Mariners sign Otani and then trade for Saya somehow because that would just set the Mariners up really, really well. Um, and it would make everybody so happy. They would be friends, and it would be delightful, and there would be unicorns and rainbows. Oh, yeah. I would get and, to and, watch it all from 10 feet away. It would be great. And Ichiro uh, would come back just for the fucking playoffs. Ichiro's in the dugout out. every game. It's yeah. delightful. I love the Mariners. They have so much fun. It's yes. so fun. I, I remember when the Cubs were fun. Yeah, I, You know what? I remember when the Cubs were fun, too. And yeah, we were talking about that when I went to the game last week. Uh, Danny, great show, by the way. Uh, my family went. They all enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But we were sitting there during that game. Well, actually, on the drive up, because we listened to uh, all your old songs, Danny. I have a thumb drive mm-hmm. that I bought in 2016. And it's like all your old like parody songs that you did with different things. And we were just like listening to those and enjoying them and reminiscing about Starlin Castro, you know, yeah. and Javi Baez and all these, you know, the different things. I just remember like how fun Starlin was like the uh, Starlin did the, uh, the shadow throw, right. With yeah. Chris Bryant. And then we were talking about how Javi stood like, two inches away from Rizzo as he caught a ball <laughs> over in right field and like all the different goofy little stuff, Jorge Soler with the, um, the cup, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, used to, yeah they used to have a little bit more fun. They used that. to have a lot of fun and this team no more. You 
could you could point a camera at the dugout and do picture in picture an entire game and just watch the guys have fun in the dugout, and I just don't see that here. Yeah. The but funny yeah, thing, but it just makes it. me think of that, Danny. Like how much fun they were, and listening to your songs reminded me, like, oh yeah, there was a lot of fun in on this team. Back I mean, I haven't written songs because I'm not really all that inspired. And that maybe it's because yeah. I just wrote, wrote a lot before and it's just like, you know, okay. No, you, you wrote a song about the 69 Cubs about yeah. Garvey's hairy arms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these are great songs, but they are not, you're, you're actually thinking big picture. You're like, I did this once. Yeah. And it all went badly because yeah. the fucking rickets got rid of everybody. Well, and then well, here's the funny thing is you say the the Mariners are so much fun. They have the exact same record as the Cubs. The exact they, they have the exact but you know what? They're so much more fun to watch because they have fun. Somebody hits a home run, they got a big trident and they're like, Yay, every day we hit a home run. It's delightful and people are happy. Okay. And and, but here but here's the thing, like I would rather be a 500 team that is having fun where there is team chemistry, where like we're looking forward to watching them succeed than a 500 team that's going literally, what can we do to make our ownership invest in this bullshit? See, and I, and I feel like uh, the Mariners had a pretty good year last year. They, they really did. A, they did a couple of things to try and improve the team in the off season, like actual mm-hmm. things. You know, and they don't have the Ricketts money and they don't have the Chicago fucking mystique, everything that Chicago yeah. has. And yet they they did try to improve the team. And so mm-hmm. it's like you can get behind that a little bit more than a two games under 500 and Ricketts is blowing Jed over in England, you know, and just like. You know, like, oh, we're buyers because we're, you know, you're not buyers until you actually fucking do it and you actually get a trade done. Well, I'm just interested to see, like, is it a churn? Is it, are there, you know, because sellers would be the Stro go. Stro would go, Belly would go, anybody with expiring contracts. See, listen, but, you know, it, it, it's, it, if they are buyers, that means they're going to add and try to keep Stro. Like, I, you know, maybe buying is part of like locking these dudes up long term. And, you know, another team that's coming into town this weekend is the, is Cleveland. And they're a team that they went to the playoffs with like a thirty million dollar payroll last year. They had, and aren't they, they in first place now? No, they're in uh, second. I want to say behind Minnesota. Oh, so Minnesota in a bad division, five hundred. <laughs> yeah, similar. They're they're having not as good of a year as they had last year, where they had a uh, Quan, uh, where they're like basically never uh, missing missing a a ball with his bat ever yeah um you know situations like that they're not having that kind of magic right now maybe but like this is a team that did it with no payroll at all and then did they make they made the playoffs last year they lost but you know the weak division get it i mean that could be the cubs path or the phillies path where you got the travel ball boys and get in there so i'm i'm curious because the the phillies are that team and they're coming in we'll see how we do against them yeah um facebook user with the with what we were talking about about you know being a which team is fun to watch and whether the cubs are fun or not uh it says cubs looked more excited to be in london than the cardinals that is they were sick it was definitely the cubs look like they were having more fun um it was weird that was one of the parts that was 
enjoyable about that London series. The Cubs did some of those players did actually look like they were enjoying the the whole situation. But yeah, the Cardinals got sick, and Cardinals I will say, I got COVID when I went to London in March. <laughs> so, Dirty. so I know the question didn't look like he was having too much fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wilson Couture's not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he—I mean—he wears it on his sleeve, but he destroyed that cooler. Look at it; devastated. Oh man, it's just—you know—I, you gotta blame some of what's going on on him. I mean, you know, I know that the pitching is old; it hasn't been there, but like, you know, I mean, did did Yachty do crap like this? I mean, no, he was a crybaby and stuff all the time. But he did he destroy things in the dugout? You know, how would we know? They would never post a bad thing about Yachty. If, We'd even see if he it did. if he destroyed things in the dugout, though. Like, I mean, that's that's a lack of self control. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and and we, yeah, and I think we talked about this like a month or two ago. Like when we saw the Cardinals the first time, um, I feel like Wilson is struggling over there a little bit, and I think. That's the fucking Cardinal way. I think they like that sort of shit. And whereas I think he was more reined in when he was with the Cubs and now he's not. And maybe he's a little bit shittier than I, he's, he was. I, mean, I think with the Cubs, I think, you know, Wilson is a guy who feels his feelings really big. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I've loved a lot of players who have really big feelings. We all remember Carlos Zambrano with the Gatorade machine. And to be honest, that was a stupid Gatorade machine anyway, and it deserved to die. (laughs) (laughs) I know it used to talk shit on Twitter all the time. Fuck that Gatorade machine. Fuck that Gatorade machine. (laughs) Um, And, you know, but like, Wilson, when he was on the Cubs, like he kind of had his safe people. Like he could hang around Joe Madden when he was in a shitty mood and sort of hide behind him, and and Joe would calm him down. And he could he had Javi there to sort of interact with. And it's like, who's his safe guy on the Cardinals? I don't think he has anybody over there that's like his his glue guy. Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Nolan Arenado is one of the biggest dicks. I have ever seen on a fucking yeah, he's a, field. speaking of crybabies. Yeah, he is. He is such a piece of shit. He's a great ball player. Like, yeah, he can fucking pick it with the best of them and he hits well and whatever, but he's a dick. And it was on display <laughs> in London. Like, so if that's the guy, that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's the guy that uh, Wilson has to confide in, like, yeah, Wilson might be a little bit wilder than he would well, be. With it was fun to see the Cardinals sucking, and I'm I'm hoping that uh, I mean these mediocre they they've been playing mediocre so far the the Cleveland Guardians and the Phillies, and that's what we got next. And you know, I, I think that we could be in first place by the All Star break. Michael Cotton doesn't seem to be a fan of his own team though, so I don't know what. He- no, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of my team. I am. Absolutely not a fan of my front office and ownership because they want us to believe that a team that does not have a winning record is a good team. That's that is by definition not a good team. A good and team I has. Can't, a, I just can't get this. I just can't get behind design mediocrity. 
Yeah. Exactly. Like, Fucking we're not good Apple. because they have chosen not to be good. Yeah. App, Apple does their little thing with their fucking phones where it's supposed to, like, die after a certain number of years. Planned obsolescence. They get fucking sued for this shit. Where, <laughs> like, where's the lawsuit against the Cubs for just, you know, making our team die the after Cubs, a couple of years? The Cubs are, pl- are using planned obsolescence like tech companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. I mean, yeah. like, you know, the, it, it, I could rant on this forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, you know, oh, we will. We get, we have plenty of time to rant this season. It's only June. Um, so we should take another quick commercial break and come back. Cause we have a lot, we have a new segment called weird baseball. Uh, We're going to come back with some fun stuff. Yeah. yeah fun stuff. And also we got some Cubs poetry contest entries that we're going to go through. We're going to announce the winner of that next week. So um, just at me, or at Michael, and uh, we'll we'll bring your poem on the show. The best way to do it is there is a specific page on the uh, Patreon Discord where you can post your poem right there. It's, that's where we'll see it uh, the best. But um, you have to be a Patreon member to do that. So in the meantime, why don't I just play a quick commercial break? Everybody write a poem. <laughs> well, on. this... This is a long show. Are you new here? We're not even two hours (laughs) in. What the fuck are you talking about? We're almost done. We just said we're we're almost we're at the second commercial. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we we got about about another half hour before it's a long show. You know. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, we will be right. (laughs) We we we'll be right back. Uh, I promise. Stuff. Hey Cubs fans, at Amazon.com do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sun Ranto Show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto Show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto Show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the cups and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize. If some of your is chosen for Amazon of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more. Sunranto.com slash that address again is sunranto.com slash the Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about Ketra metrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. 
I should mention that uh, we will be picking the Amazon prize of the month next week. Uh, so if you shop uh, through Amazon at our, our through our links at uh, sunrancer.com slash stuff, you are eligible to win this cute little thermos. Him. Isn't he adorable? So and, cute. You need to give him another little line so he looks like Christopher Morell with his yeah, little Totally. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That so, would be good, yeah. All you, you got to do is uh, just click our, if you shop at Amazon, sunrancer.com slash stuff, click our links, buy the stuff you buy anyway, and you can win that. Um, um, Artie asks, Friday is the last day for poems? Yes. The last day of June is the last day for well, poems. Well, I mean, I guess you have till our next show, which will probably be next <laughs> Sunday, so... Oh, well, yeah. Might as well get them all the way till Sunday, yeah. And to be fair to Facebook user, that this is a long show. It is a little long. Maybe (laughs) maybe it's, you know what? You know, we're going to have the uh, competition committee look at this show in the offseason, and then they're going to determine whether or not we need, it's possible we need bigger bases. We might need a pitch clock. I don't know. Probably not a pitch clock, but need a bigger bases, I could see. Um, maybe, maybe a strike zone. Maybe, uh, maybe another segment like <laughs> crazy baseball. Crazy baseball. Crazy baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't isn't do that, that again. Isn't that a great? Isn't that a great ending? <laughs> <laughs> so ifg uh you uh wanted to talk a little bit about this massive blowout in oh, uh, colorado my gosh how crazy is it like you guys watched the game right i tuned in sometime around the third inning and it was starting to get wild and then it ended up 20. at 25 to 1 wow which somehow, as far as I can tell, did not set a single record. Wait, what? How does it, a 25 to 1 game not set? So what you're saying is that in 150 years, we've done this before. Yeah. This included a 13 spot in the third inning, which is tied for the 10th most runs ever scored in an MLB inning. Record stands at 17, which was the seventh inning by the Red Sox versus the Tigers on June 18th of 1953. That's hat tip to bat flips and nerds, our good friends there. It's absolutely crazy. Um, The, let's see, um, the Cubs actually lead in the most runs scored through the first four innings of a baseball game. Uh, The Angels' 23 runs through four innings are the third most through the first four innings of a game in history behind the 1922 Cubs, who scored 25 runs in the first four innings of a game. (laughs) These are my favorite stats when they're like... And like going back to the 1894 (laughs) Pirates, like they were still throwing underhand back then, so I don't know how much we want to count that. They were still building their own balls out of socks right before the game. Yeah, and I know it's not the biggest uh, blowout ever because I, we had that on the show a little bit ago. There was like a, a 30 – it was like the Rangers, I think, beat um, – let me see if I can find it. Biggest blowout in yeah. MLB. Um, 
but it's it's insane how bad like okay so that's a game in which 23 runs were scored by the fifth inning and then only two more after that yeah yeah then they do well because they were just like it's enough. <laughs> well, yeah, and it was the Rangers over the Orioles 30 to 3 in 2007. I knew it wasn't that long ago. 30 now, this, to game, this game here was not a shutout, so it doesn't get any shutout records. Um, the largest shutouts in history, and this is pulled directly from the game itself, uh, it was a 28 to zero game between the Providence Grays and the Philadelphia Quakers in 1883. Again, they were throwing underhand back then, like you can barely call it baseball. But in the modern era, the closest was 22 to nothing, where Cleveland beat the New York Yankees in 2004. Okay, here's the question, though. How, how, how many hits? I want to know that, like, Otani hit for two cycles. Like Otani went one for seven in this game. Yeah. What? Yeah. Otani went one for seven. This is the most reverse tungsten armo (laughs) doyle game. This is this is styrofoam leg O'Doyle game. Did anybody get like a platinum sombrero or anything? Like like six strikeouts? Well, here's a cool thing. There were two players that had five hits in this game. Oh wow. That's yeah, that that's like a career game generally. And yeah, Moniac went five for five with uh three two baggers and four RBIs and scored five times in this game. That's Danny's favorite player outside yeah. of the country. No, he's awesome. Mickey, I mean he he looks like he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um I like what uh, Dominic is actually Facebook user. We found out, but he says that uh, no position players pitched in the game. Yeah. That's wild to me too. I mean, like, I just, I just like, hold on. They're they're putting position players in when they're winning. Usually like, why are they? I have no, they were like, you know what? You guys have screwed us up. We're just going to let, we're just going to go ahead and let the bullpen wear it. Okay, wait. No idea. That's another thing. In that 13-run inning, how many pitchers did they have in that 13-run inning? Did you look that up? I did not. I I think it was just like one or two guys, though. (laughs) The worst inning ever if you're a pitcher out there. It's just like, take me. Yes, that. (laughs) He's looking to the dugout like. So for the podcast users, Danny just posted a picture of Dinger the Purple. No, it wasn't me. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) IFG posted Dinger the Purple Dinosaur sitting back in the in the bowels of Coors Field with his hand on his head. He's sitting on a cooler. He is so sad. And it is so freaking funny. That's probably the entire fourth inning right there. Yeah, I'm looking up the the box score of this game right now and for the Rockies, it nine of the runs were giving up given up by Tyler Anderson and uh he only lasted 2.2 innings. Uh Yeah, I I mean there were there were like back to back to back home runs. There was a three-run home run after that. Like it it all happened really quick. Yeah, and 20 20- 
eight hits for the Angels. I mean, that's just why no errors, and that kind of surprised me too. Uh, just a that is a good weird baseball. Did, did you uh, do you have any more uh, stuff for weird uh, baseball? Yeah, just just a little silly thing that I have no context for this whatsoever. I don't know if this was a college game. I don't know if it's high school, but this is just kind of fun. So let's watch uh, this kids at bat. <laughs> so to describe this to the podcast listeners, a, a, a kid, and this looks like a college game or something. It's gotta be. He, hits, he hits the ball and it, and uh, it's a foul. He fouls it straight back and then hits what seems to be the stadium and then bounces back into play and hits him right in the head, <laughs> right on the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that before. Um, it's hilarious. Well, well I'm going to, pl- I'm going to play the drop again, just because it bothers Michael. <laughs> Crazy baseball, crazy baseball. <laughs> You're gonna have nightmares. Oh my god, it, it, it's it's nowhere near as bad as our theme song. So yeah, I, do, I still it need. Still to doesn't have my name in it, I Daniel. Know. I know. Well, you gotta send me your vocals. <laughs> I'll put oh, it God. in. See, this is the problem, Danny. We need to redo the whole thing, not just add shit into it. Yeah, there's more like, people. I am G. <laughs> no, we need a whole new song. Uh, we, I need to hire somebody. I'm sick of writing music. <laughs> <laughs> Done with this crap. <laughs> the guy whose whole thing is that he. He uh, writes songs and all this stuff. He's like, I'm going to hire somebody to write a song. I need to get somebody. All right. Let's read some poems. Um, Do you want me to to write and sing a song? uh, Sure. That'd be great. (laughs) It'll probably sound like the crazy baseball drop, but that's okay. Yeah, maybe Um, worse. So let's let's read some poems here. I I wanted to start with this one. It was sent in right before the show, and it's a longtime listener and friend of the pod. Chris Salato, and um, it's it, he writes the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs can eat my butt. <laughs> Their crappy play has my fandom in a rut. Trey Mancini cannot play first, trying to kill pitchers whilst knocking them to the dirt, dropping throws and fumbling tosses. You can blame him for Saint least at least at, oh at least lost. yeah. At least 36 losses. A little typo there. Nico makes me horny with Swanson's dongs while Morel goes long. Stroman and Steele have what it takes to right the wrongs, but Wisniewski's less nasty than we've wanted all along. Another year in a division of mid, just down another drink and cheer for the kids. As long as the Cardinals continue to suck, we can rejoice to feel alive until the Cubs win again in 2045. And with that, we will continue to cheer for the underdog while I bid thee a hearty spugog. Snap, snap, snap. Very nice. I, I like that one. It had a lot of, lot of chutzpah. A lot, lot of fun with that one. Um, He just submitted that one there? Yeah, just I hadn't submitted seen that one yet. Yeah, no, he, he uh, d- Twitter DM'd me this poem. Oh, <laughs> right before we went live. All right. Uh, does somebody want to read uh, this one? I can read. Okay, here we go. This is Seth's. Ooh, perfect. A limerick. I love limericks. So Seth Kennedy says, 
There once was a boomer named Bill. Grandpa Lossie he wanted to kill. That lame, balding oaf just settled for meatloaf. Now Bill's DVRs in the landfill. <laughs> uh, I love this oh, self-referential okay. inner podcast sort of. Uh, you get extra brownie points for that, for the uh, for talking about other ranters. All yeah. right, Michael, why don't you, why don't you read uh, uh, Artie's poem? All right. Wheelbarrows of cash, they said. Astray to us, they led. Not sure what the plan is now. Holy fracking cow! <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the short ones. Uh, Sandra Marchetti's got a few like that. Um, here's uh, I'll do a second one from Artie here. Um, Art, Artie's been putting out a bunch of them. Yeah, this one's very London specific. It, it says London calling, Cubby's balling over the pond. Let's put the Cardinals in the great beyond. Very nice. Dark. That's a good one. I like how the end just kind of goes off. Yeah. Like, kind of trails away. Um, our uh, hopes and dreams. What, why don't you do Ari's IFG? Gotcha. To be a Cub fan, you must be a sucker. We get Fulmer and Tucker and Rucker. We shell out for beer and bleacher tickets, lining the pockets of Joe and Tom Ricketts. Next doesn't start here, you motherfucker. <laughs> that's like yeah. iambic pentameter i i appreciate that one i think it started as a as a limerick and then got lost in the third line because it didn't have the ba ba da ba ba you know what i mean so that's the third and fourth lines were a little long for a limerick you know um so anyhow, uh, the, the, I my favorite of those I I do like Salados just for the passion that I felt from it, uh, but but Artie, you know, like concise, you know. Yeah. Well, I I have to say that my favorite was I don't even think it was in that list. Yeah, it, I don't know if I, I got all the screenshots that I need to get. No, there there are a few more on the uh, there there are a few more on the. Uh, Discord page that I really like. There was one. God damn it! I think it was David Elliott that just wrote a bunch of shit, and then at the end he's like something about the only thing that's worse than the Cubs is a poem that does, or the only thing that's worse than a poem that doesn't rhyme is the Cubs. Right now, <laughs> like I thought that was excellent. Like because I didn't know where he was going. I'm like, man, this thing kind of sucks. <laughs> and then the last line, I was like, oh. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Free verse pose. Well, well, we'll bring it on the next show because we're going to hope to have Sandra Marchetti on. Uh, maybe she'll read a few more poems from her book, too. And next week we will pick the winner. So you still have time to write your poems and um, and submit and uh, win and become, uh, what what is it, the Ranter Laureate, and you win this book. Aisle 228. Well, Michael's already the Laureate. But what well, no. So here's here's the thing. This is this is how that came about. So I am the unofficial Cubs poet laureate. I christened myself that because it's unofficial. Why not? And uh, then you know I got to talking to Sandy. We were talking about poems and and the Cubs and stuff. And then uh, we got to this point about me being the poet laureate and i'm like no 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 you can be the poet laureate too this is not a competition it's a club so sandy and i 
are the Cubs Poet Laureates. And whoever wins this contest will be the third in that group. So you have, we have three laureates. Yeah, well, we're it's it's laureates, not a con- competition. Gotcha. We can all do it, and we want to see who. Well, it is a competition. Only one person's getting in and of all these people. So, well, that's true. It's <laughs> yeah. a, it's a competition to them. But once you're in, then it's like you know. We've got a little club well, inside now, of a club inside of a club. Now you guys vote on the next people that come in the club. Yeah, you get to vote. There you go. So I, like uh, I wanted to wish we've been, I've been forgetting the happy birthdays, I realize. So uh, I did want to wish happy birthday to John Vasky and also Laura Stapleton. Congr- uh, congratulations on uh, making another uh, year around the sun there. The South Bend Cubs game is July the 8th. The Bleacher Bum Band is playing afterwards, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I just dropped the Facebook link in the chat to it. Um, it's uh, it's uh, too hard to find. So just be friends with the Bleacher Bum Band on Facebook, and you can find it. We're playing at a place called McCormick's. And, um, man, I, I just think it's going to be – it's a dive bar, and it looks – and it's – I don't know. It, we hung out there the other night, and it was so much fun uh, at McCormick's that I think that it, it's going to be kind of a specifically fun bleacher bum night because we don't usually play at night. And like the last time we played for opening or for the the uh, CD release party, I was like, man, I miss playing at night. Like I feel like I'm ready to. I want to play at night. It's just a different. <laughs> yeah, feeling. that was like an afternoon matinee. Yeah, I'm like, it's like a matinee show versus Saturday night. And so this is we're doing a Saturday night, and we haven't done one ever. So uh, it's uh, Bleacher Bum Band at McCormick's July 8th after the game. We're singing the national anthem beforehand. Should be a hell of a good time. And um, I'm uh, I'm just excited to share. Oh, and you get tickets to it, too. The... Uh, it's a FIVO link. I'm going to drop that. You can also find the link to this on on the um, the Facebook event. So it's like we have a, a, a section of tickets we're all sitting in. Um, it's FIVO.me slash 45VOIZO. So I don't know, but it's a bit easier to click the link. Um, but we're all sitting together in the game. So if you want to come, you can buy as many tickets as you want right now. Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. You know what? This just in from the private chat. I have G just wrote a poem. The 23 bullpen of the Cubs couldn't stop allowing earned runs. They threw slow and wild. The excitement was mild. And we all feel it's just not much fun. <laughs> so, very, very nice. While Danny was chatting away, she was able to Pop that in there. Very good. See, so try. Put in your <laughs> silly poems. We want to read them. Um, so yeah, uh no, I love I love uh the the artistry of our show. And I love random poetry, whether it's good or bad. And um, I don't know, we're all so talented, none of it's bad. So uh TFC, I already shared one of mine. I only have one more. I have one. And all right, I'll, I'll go. Uh, this is, I'd rather be at Wrigley on Twitter said uh, at the stadium, one of the most expensive sports uh, EPL 
concessions are still cheaper than at Wrigley. That has refers to uh, London, that the concessions were cheaper in England than at Wrigley Field. And then he said that the funniest thing that was overheard at the game was in the men's bathroom filled with both teams. Cards fan yells, at least we can all agree that the White Sox will never be invited. Oh, that is brutal. Everybody enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's rough. I don't know. Is is there a thing? Is there is there some sort of a unity between Cubs and Cards fans against the White Sox? No. I don't think I've ever felt that or heard that before. It's just something to say where you're all awkwardly quietly peeing together <laughs> to crack everybody up, I think. It's that's how you break the ice when everybody's standing yeah. around with their penises in your hand. Yeah, it's what you do. <laughs> if this is Dominic, um, DM me or something. I can absolutely make it to the game on the 30th. That sounds like fun. We should say hi. Well, and, and shortly after July 8th, uh, you're, you got your tickets to the Dong Show. I am going to the Dong Show, baby! <laughs> I'm so excited. The, the the home run derby is my highest holiday of the year. And I've never been to like, I've never been to a playoff game. I've never been to anything really like major, but I'm going to get to go to the home run derby this year. And my thanks to everybody, um, the ranters, the, the Twitter people, everybody who uh, helped me get there. I really, really appreciate you guys. I got an awesome seat, like in one of my favorite sections of the ballpark close, uh, just a few rows behind home plate. Um, I have no idea how that ticket was available, but it was, and I grabbed it. And so I'm going to be able to get like really good pictures. I'm hoping to put a whole lot of content up here on the show after the home run derby. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward yeah, to it. We, so, yeah. So That's ranters awesome. actually have a correspondent in the ballpark for the home run derby. That's awesome. Now we got to get you to the all-star game. So yes, really let's fun. do it. What if I will just, absolutely make it. That. What if you just hid in there overnight, like <laughs> just stay there until, like, just go into the bathroom and like stand on the toilet when they come through and pay <laughs> pay, pay off pay off the janitor that's in there. Be like, hey, listen, you know, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you just just shut up. I'm just gonna stay in this bathroom till tomorrow night. Look, I work downtown anyway. If I can get a ticket into the All Star Game, I will absolutely go both days. Mission Impossible. I just need a ticket. So, anybody have any more? Yeah, yep, there it is. Yep, I got this. So this came off of the Reddit Shy Cubs. This guy posts. I'm just saying, Stroh season is about. T- tied <laughs> sorry i thought it said tired for a second about tied first time years ago for the best year he's ever pitched and he will be his age 33 season next year god this is annoying to read uh doesn't exactly scream he's going to repeat in fact I'd argue he's bound to go down given his history and age. Cash in on him while he's peaking. And some dude responds to this post with loser talk. We heard that. We heard that this is what people do and you're just 
you're just pandering to it. Did you forget? Are you having a stroke, Michael? <laughs> no, I can't read it. It's fucking smaller than I thought it was going to be. loser talk. You heard that this is what smart people do, and you're just parroting it. Thank and you. And the first Thank guy you. goes, he needs to go, just like your beloved Darvish. See, and that's and that's the thing that made me think this was a, a, a good TFC. Is that the guy doubled down and... Like was fucking like, brought Darvish, Darvish was into this. Bad, Darvish actually. is a great pitcher. <laughs> oh, God, I fucked that all up. <laughs> <laughs> so easy to fuck up a joke by just reading it wrong. Oh my um, God. Well, you know, I didn't. Generally, I double check these a little bit, and I didn't check this one. I thought I would just be able to read it, but man, I can't read that at all. IFG got great eyes. Um, uh, any anything else from anybody? No, that's it. My dog is sitting right behind me. My cat is putting his hand in my face. They are both like, this is a long show. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I want some ice cream, personally. Like, I'm in the mood for some ice cream. And uh, I do want to mention that I, we, we did the game hang today, this morning. We were all on for three hours this morning. So I think we'll skip the post show tonight, but uh, please keep uh, abreast of the, the rest of the week. Maybe we could have a night where we all get together and watch the game um, sometime this week. Uh, we'll just be putting that information out on Patreon. It's always kind of random. Well, when we have time, but I do uh, want to encourage uh, everybody to put hashtag chance in the chat right now. And uh, Oh, but first we actually have to give away the Patreon prize of the month. So I'm going uh, to Artie here, Mr. Fourth Row. Yeah, that's Artie saying. Hi, Artie. Um, I won't probably won't be catching any home run balls. I'll be really close to behind home plate, like where all the bullpen pitchers' moms sit. Uh, it's you'll one of my be... favorite places to sit in the park. You'll so be I'll hoping be for foul get, balls. Like, yeah, foul balls maybe. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it'll be a good place for like pictures and saying hi to people before the game and stuff. Um, I, I'm only five feet tall. I don't have a snowball's chance in hell of catching a ball out in the outfield anyway. So <laughs> this was a really good opportunity and I'm glad to take it. And, um, to Dominic again, DM me, we'll meet up at the game on Friday. I'm really looking forward to that. That sounds like a lot of fun. If you guys are ever in Seattle and you want to catch a game with me, I love to go to games with people. Please, please let me know. And I will meet you at the ballpark. Very cool. No, that's that's uh, I, that's one ballpark I really want to get to. I have not Love that had a chance. It's on my list. I want to go to all of them, but that's the one I haven't uh, been to. All right. Well, let's uh, pick a Patreon prize winner of the month. Here we go. I'm spinning it. You guys can see that, right? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, there's so many, many people on this. I love 117. It. 117. And the winner is Andrew Round. Uh, who long time uh, Cubs podcaster himself of the Ivy Envy show remains a Patreon supporter. Um, so thanks, Andrew. You, you know are what? The winner. Look, since Andy's name popped up there, Andy was on Ivy Envy for a long time. He's the reason a lot of this, you know, he's one of the reasons a lot of this is happening now. Um, and he actually just released an album on like Bandcamp or something. It's Danny, a, it, it's on Spotify and everything. It's on I think. Spotify, yeah. yeah. I listened to it. It is very good. I I really enjoyed just 
I had it on while I was working. It was good. I like pretty, it. It's pretty instrumental and like, but it's real vibey and stuff. And it's, he does a really good job with the guitar work and uh, a lot of intertwining melodies and stuff. It's very cool stuff. So yeah, check out his stuff and congratulations, Andy and hashtag chance in the chat. This is your last chance to win a chance postcard sent to you by me. And I, I kind of solidified um, some of the prizes here. So let me show you what I got in the in the prize first of all it's one of the prizes is this marquee cubs draw string brat bag and it all comes in here to carry I, all your other prizes all the other prizes this is the first prize a cubs winter hat nice yeah oh, i like it yeah this is like a like a took there is a uh, larry rothschild autograph or ex pitching cub <laughs> the pitching coach of the cubs um we have a uh, a Greg Maddox rookie card. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, very. That's that's worth. It looked the, like that was a Donruss version. Uh, uh, Harry Carey iron on patch. <gasps> so I like it. I like it. They wore Not that. In the I can put that on my. I, I should get that and put it on my Kosuke Fukudome jersey. So this is. So that's <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. So this is the sixth prize uh, for the month of June. Uh, a Cubs luggage tag. So th this is all what's going to be. And I'm going to add another prize next month. And this is all going to be at the end of the year chance bonanza bucket of love prizes. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> the chance well, prize. Whatever you want to call it, don't call it bucket of love. Bucket again. of love. Yeah. That was, the, <laughs> that was just the first thing that came to my was, mind. Yeah. <laughs> Very gross in my mind. I was, I've been thinking about chicken. I've been thinking about ice cream and doggies. Hi, oh, little, little doggy. puppy. All right. What I, like, I have to pee. Let me out. He's like, please pay attention to me instead. All right. Let's pick a winner. Here we go. Who's going to win the chance? Have a chance to win the bucket of. Love, it's Joey. Congratulations, Joe. Hey, Joey. That's nice. Wrigleyville bum. Uh, if, if you're nasty, so uh, <laughs> so there is our show. Uh, yeah, it was a long one. That that guy was right. You know, <laughs> I think it was Dominic. <laughs> hey, if I'm getting yelled at by half of the animal yeah, kingdom, the animals, it's probably been a long. <laughs> Animals are yelling. The ranters are yelling. Everybody's sick of this crap. So it, it, thank you for supporting us, all you Patreon people. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday with another long show. And in, in the meantime, I'm going to play a song, a short song, old style by the Bleacher Bum Band. Spagog. Spagog. Spagog!